Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Double Dutch on the concrete. Is that the lyrics? I don't know. Little girls playing double Dutch on the concrete. Something like that. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. You, me, and a poltergeist. I'm Brayden. I'm Belinda. How are you doing today? Do we sound Australian enough for you? G'day, mate. Are we Australian enough G'day, for G'day, mate. I was at work, <laughs> speaking of this song. And I was serving this lady and she had two daughters that were on their phone um, scrolling through TikTok, I think. Of course. And they were like, oh, my God, I love this new song. (laughs) And it was that song. And I'm like, that song's not new. (laughs) And now, now I'm in that generation where I'm like... That's not a new song, actually. It's a oh. remix of an old song. Like, uh, we're in that generation now. Do you realize that? You're one of those um, actually people. Oh, I didn't say that to them. I wasn't going to ruin their day. Well, you should have ruined their day. No, no. That's not the type of person that you I are. Am. I did accuse. <laughs> I did accuse a man of lying about the tomatoes he chose. What? What did you? What? Do explain. Okay, so there's gourmet tomatoes and trust tomatoes. Trust tomatoes are the ones with the um the Little leaves and the, the, the vines on it. The vine ripened trust tomatoes. Uh gourmet tomatoes do not have those on them. Anyway, apparently he removed the little green bits because he didn't want to pay for that. And I just said to him, I said, mate. I know the difference between trust tomatoes and gourmet tomatoes, and these are gourmet. And he's like, why would I lie about that? See, trust tomatoes are on special at the moment for two ninety a kilo, while gourmet are on just a regular four ninety, And it's normally the gourmets that are cheaper. This bastard. And I was just like, all right, but karma's coming your way. And he... <laughs> he glared at me he oh, was wow. not happy and then and then his card wouldn't even work so i had to call my supervisor over. i was like your card's not working anyway that was that's awkward for him awkward that that was his karma for lying about his tomatoes mate i know what the gourmet tomatoes look like and it didn't even look like the things had just been ripped off either you know how it's like still a bit green in there yeah yeah it was like brown Ugh. i knew they were gourmet i'm not stupid <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fucking stupid. I know me tomatoes apart, mate. You're not going to um, come up with grape tomatoes and tell me they're cherry tomatoes. <laughs> uh, what's new aside from tomatoes? 
I'm dyeing my hair blonde again, guys. Going I had blonde. a co-worker say to me, hey, I stalked your Facebook. And I was like, thank you. Before she could even say anything else. I was like, thank you for stalking me. Like, you took time out of your day to do that. Thank you. And Is then that she not said, creepy? Or? <laughs> no, no, no. This is a girl. She's lovely. And she said, you need to go back blonde. And I was like, oh, yes, I'm doing it. That's all the confirmation you needed. That's all I needed. I'd already been thinking about it. I was already like, I want to go back blonde. But I've had so many people say to me, oh, you look so good, brunette. Oh, you look like just just like your mom. You look really healthy. And I was like, fuck all of you. I looked beautiful as a blonde and I'm being blonde again. And I don't mind. I don't mind. think anyone's saying you don't look good as a blonde. I think you look amazing as a blonde. We're just giving you compliments for your time as a brunette. Would just say, hey, your hair looks nice. You don't have to tell me I look healthier. All right. We'll like, keep that in mind. That's a Everyone rude comment to say to mind. anyone. Okay. Well, we'll I'm a pale person. Mind. I will look unhealthy my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't mind the comments saying I look like my mum. My mum is a beautiful woman, so I don't mind those comments. But I, I do like being a blonde, so that's what I'm doing. I'm going back blonde. That is what's new with me. Aiden, what's new with you? Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Uh, yeah, not much. Thinking? Nothing. Your birthday's coming up. Oh, yeah. By the time this releases, tomorrow I'll be turning a new age. How old will you be? 21. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I'm the cougar of the relationship? Yeah, something like that. No, I'm going to be turning 26. So, I'm getting on in years. Dude, you're getting closer to 30. Dude, I know. I'm, I'm, I don't like that. And then next month, I'll be 24. Oh, I'll be mid 20s. You're ancient. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know what I said to one of my co workers? She's like, Oh, I'm getting ready for an apartment party. She's 17, by the way. And I was like, Oh, sick invite, lol. Only joking. And she's like, well, you wouldn't want to come hang out with a bunch of 16 to 20-year-olds. I'm like, I'm 23. I'm not that old. <laughs> like, no, I don't want to be around underage drinking and then, like, get the fine for yeah. being around or letting minors drink. So, no. But um, <laughs> I'm 23, not 32. <laughs> and if you're listening to this on the day that it is being released, well, guess what? I'm getting tattooed right now. We release on a Friday. You're getting tattooed on a Saturday. Yeah, So sorry. Yeah, if you are listening to this the day after it got released, <laughs> I'm getting t- I'm getting a t- fucking tattoo. That's the moral of that. You're getting tattoos. I'm getting ink. I'm so excited. I think tattoos are so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm getting uh, some ink done. Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, it should be interesting. You can all check out my Instagram and I'll probably post something there. Hell yeah. Yeah. Anyways, shall we continue on with this episode? Um, sure. What are you what are we what are you talking about? I will go first. I am going to be talking about something. Oh <laughs> Yeah, who would have guessed? A change. It? Yeah, I know. Usually we normally talk about nothing. Spit shit for forty five minutes. Not um, even that. We've been doing like 20-minute episodes. Yeah. So this is a spooky story I stumbled across while reading through 
some fun old articles on my second favorite website. My first favorite, of course, being youmeanapoltergeist.com. Head on over there. Very nice. Oh, very nice plug. And uh, that other website is mysteriousuniverse.com, which is very good website. That's good. We both have our own like go-to paranormal websites. Oh, I love Mysterious Universe. I love Ranker. Ranker. But the graveyard shift of Ranker. I think Ranker sounds better when you put on a dramatic cinema voice. Ranker. Ranker. Ranker.com. The graveyard shift. Ranker.com. What about mysteriousuniverse.com Oh, very good. I don't know which one works better. Ah. But my throat hurts, so that's a plus. So that's all that matters. So we have come to realise that I love weird things that are kind of Lovecraftian. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, tentacles, flesh masses, alien blobs, etc., etc. And this today is one of those things. Or sort of had had something like that in the title, and that's exactly what drew me to it. Today, I am going to be talking about the Bonner Springs Blob and Dalton Vitt's experience with the creature. Ooh. He's the only person who has experienced the blob, I should also mention. Oh, shit. So it's more like Dalton Vitt's blob. Well, there we go. But I didn't want to give him too much credit. Okay. So It's only his blob. That yeah. he discovered and has only seen himself. But don't give him any credit, Raiden. No, no, no. So this story was recounted by the man, Dalton Vitt, who recalled a bunch of paranormal experiences he had in his home growing up in Bonner Springs, Kansas City. One such event he recalled was an encounter he had with a flying blob. Stick around for that. That'll be at the end. Uh, before we get too deep into the story, I just want to mention that I've actually heard of Bonner Springs before, and that's because there's this really cool, like, outdoor haunted house thing where, like, clown zombies and shit, like, chase you around like a forest. Oh, no. And the whole forest is lit up by, like, red LEDs. Oh, no, no, no. Are they allowed to touch you? Oh, I don't know. All I know is that it's only open during October. Oh, I'm scared. So if you want to go there, you're going to have to wait till next year. Sorry Thank about that. Thank God it's December. Yeah. Um, I know that you have like a particular fear of those sorts of things. So, <laughs> oh my God, I do. We, I can't even go to the mazes at Fright Night. We have a thing called Fright Night for everyone listening around the world. Uh, it's at a theme park and Movie on the world. evening... They turn this thing into just a frightening terror place with like mazes and like people walking around in scary costumes. And Belinda's like hyperventilating right now, thinking about it. I have legitimate PTSD from this place. <laughs> like, legit. I went through the Arkham Asylum maze thinking, oh, it's Batman. But it's all the villains, right? And I was like, I'm having fun. I'm yeah. fine. And then they have like all the villains behind. Like bars go at you, and I was like, oh, "Oh shoot!" Like, oh, they're behind bars, and then we come to this like stop, and there's Bane standing in front oh. of us, and he just like looks at, "Oh my god, I'm getting nervous." Did he say, "Welcome to Fright No, he looked at me and growled. Okay, as Bane is one to do, and I was just like, oh, "Fuck!" And he's like. <laughs> Watch your language, Missy. And I'm like, oh, get me out of here. I was crying. I was 14. Oh I was crying. 
I had to go home after that. <laughs> and uh, one maze. So do you think I'd be able to go through all like the fucking conjuring mazes that oh, they do every no. year? Fuck no. Not, not with Valak. <gasps> there was. There was. Last year, they did that maze. <clears throat> How do you go to these things, yet you're terrified, like utterly terrified of them? I've I only been twice. Go. I've only been twice. I can't I can't ever, ever, ever go again. I'm I'm way too nervous and scared. I want to go. I'm going to have like, to go on my own. There's just like people that dress up as clowns with chainsaws that chase you around fucking movie world. It's fantastic. I just want to go on the Scooby-Doo coaster at night. It's all I want. I Imagine want if, like, Valak came and sat next no. to you throughout the whole ride. Anyways, so back to the regular story. Dalton Vitt was only seven years old at this point, and his family are, or were, property renovators and sort of remodelers. So they're moving from place to place, and what ends up really happening with the family is that they end up amassing a fair amount of antique furniture from all the places that they moved to because they haven't wanted to, you know, throw away beautiful furniture. And when they finally move to their place at Bonner Springs, where they decide that they're going to settle down a little bit, I mean, it's it's sort of like a recipe for disaster. I feel like. Collecting antiques is like a surefire way to get yourself a demon or a ghost or something attached to you. That's why I insist in the future, babe, that we buy all our furniture from Ikea. Yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Where it's like mass produced, there's no soul to the furniture, you know (laughs) what I mean? Yep, yep, I know what you mean. There's like no ghost with any self-respect who's going to go and try and like haunt like a floodful or like a... And Arjavan or whatever the heck their furniture names are. <laughs> Did you write those names down? <laughs> no, I wrote just uh, I wrote just IKEA furniture. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to think of. Something. I was like, they sound legit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, they want to haunt that sofa that's been like farted in by three generations of family. Oh yeah, they want to haunt that sofa that like a queen died on. Oh hell yeah, yeah. Or they died on. Perhaps. Or they died on. So yeah. don't die on Ikea furniture, anyone. It ain't worth it. It really isn't. It ain't worth haunting. You know what? Ikea furniture isn't even worth the price it is when it's bought brand new. <laughs> Sorry, Ikea. I feel like the I, I, they should like add this tag to their furniture. Like, will not get haunted. Yeah. It, it's too like... I think that's a I good selling point. Yeah, I think so. For us, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it didn't take too long for our dear friend Dalton to begin experiencing paranormal occurrences once uh, they entered the new house. The first odd occurrence happened when he woke one evening to spot a man standing at the other edge of his room, staring out the window. Mm-mm. He was wearing Victorian-era clothing, held, holding his hands behind his back, and was wearing a thick, powdered wig. <laughs> So he's like a judge or, <laughs> yeah. or like a law person in that time. Like Someone, a lord. Oh, I mean, a lord, yeah, upper class. Um, yeah, Dalton says that he rubbed his eyes a bit to ensure that he wasn't actually just sleeping during that event. And mm-hmm. alas, he was not, so he says. Ooh, I'm getting chills. I don't like this. Mm. Uh, he was planning all sorts of escape routes around this person, but apparently the window was like so close to the door that if he even made a break for it, the guy would have been able to, like, just step aside and then, like, grab him. But, I mean, he did the responsible thing, and he just went back to bed. 
Well, gotta do what you gotta do. I feel like the world would be a lot easier of a place for murderers if when you woke up in the middle of the night and saw someone standing on the other side of the room, you just went back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, oh, okay. Sweet. I'll come up and kill you now. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can see how going back to bed can be a problem if there is a murderer in your house. I mean... But oh shit! Okay, it's how the, many it's the powdered wig killer. Yeah, how many murderers are dressing up in a full Victorian outfit with a powdered wig? They've got to make a quick escape. They can't just <laughs> fucking <laughs> just standing, standing at the window with their hands behind their back. Hmm. So yeah. you finally awoken. I've been expecting you to wake up and go back to sleep so I can murder thee. Yeah. Okay, tell um, me more. So I'm going to tell these occurrences a little out of joint because I want to save the best for last. Okay. That blob. Okay. <laughs> Which is pretty anticlimactic regardless, but who cares? Uh, the third encounter that uh, Dalton ended up having inside the home was when he was racing his brother inside from the family car after being picked up by the mum. Uh, his... Wait, wait, wait. Was he a child? Yeah, he's a child during this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> and he still went back to sleep? I know. So his father was a practice musician of some kind and kept sort of musical instruments upstairs. He used to play a trumpet particularly. Uh, Well, as Dalton entered the house, he began hearing the sounds of trumpet music playing from upstairs. And he started getting like really excited because he thought, oh, good, dad's home early. We can hang out with dad and play in the front yard awesome or something along those lines and he went back out to mum and was like hey mum dad's home how cool's that and mum's like no dad's at work still and then he was he was really confused but he ended up running around and looking to see if any tvs were on radios or anything uh and they were all off and the only thing that he could explain to make that trumpet music was the trumpet that was kept upstairs I didn't mean to do that. I went to turn the light on because I started getting really creeped out. Okay. I and turned it off because I thought that was heating up the room. And finally, to the Bonner Springs blob, which apparently Dalton enca- uh, he encountered on more than one occasion. Uh, so the story starts as a classic Dalton here. He's upstairs in his room. And... This time he'd actually changed to the guest room from that other room where he saw the Victorian murderer. Yeah, good, good choice. Yeah, uh, or is it? He was he was telling his parents constantly, "Hey, I do not feel safe in this room. Let me stay in another room." And they were like, "Okay, whatever, you this crazy child." Yeah. So he's just sitting on his bed, chilling out, and. Apparently, flowing in from the doorway is what he thinks to be Mm -hmm. the light of a car. Like, you know how a car passes by your window and then, like, casts a light across the ceiling? What if it was Harry Potter and Ron (laughs) trying to get to Hogwarts in that flying invisible car? That could be it. That very well could be it. I'm probably not wrong. That's all I'm saying. Um, Yeah, he he thinks there's, like, a a car light coming across the roof of his room. But he blinks a few times and realizes that that light is, like, a lot whiter than any car headlight he's ever seen. Like, car headlights usually have that kind of tinge of yellow, but this light was, like, vibrant white. 
Oh, Jesus. Someone yeah. call the cops. Those headlights are illegal. <laughs> yeah. He takes a few moments to adjust and notices that the glowing white light is actually a blob oh, okay. floating through the air with no solid form, amorphous, and entirely wrong. Say, say wrong again. Wrong. Oh. Mysterious Universe. <laughs> Dot com. Wrong. <laughs> uh, it was, yeah. So the blob moved through the air and Dalton watched in horror as this thing just like went towards the window in this room as well. And it paused for a few moments and then just disappeared out the window. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Uh, yeah, like I said, the best part is that Dalton actually encountered this thing again when he was out driving. He caught it in his headlights and it just sort of like crossed the road and then... He hadn't seen it. The last time they reported on Dalton's experiences with the blob was like 2015. Okay. I want to say maybe late earlier, sorry. So, Uh I mean, at this point, he's probably not experienced it again. So, like, no one else in the house experienced this with the antique. No, they, well, I mean. Stuff. It might be a classic case of they all were experiencing things, but they were just not telling each other about it. Uh-huh. And, then and Dalton's thing, like, uh, am I insane? Yeah, no, Dalton was telling everyone. He was like, guys, Excuse man, me. there's a man in my room. Hello. Who's playing trumpets? I don't like trumpets anymore. And the trumpets, they, they go. That's all I could think about when he started saying trumpets were playing. I was like, what's Jason Derulo doing in his ass? Oh wow, yeah, that's, uh, that's all I have. The blob, though, like just yeah, a, a just weird. a white see-through blob shape, just having a little flying, having a little look around. Yeah, it wasn't a like float. a classic blob story. Like I do like that other one we talked about, where they went were driving along like a highway in Sweden, and then they saw some weird glows. They mm. went over, and then they got like amassed by a bunch of blob monsters. Yeah, that, that was fun. Pretty that cool. Was fun that's very fun. Probably um, not to be a part of it, but fun to tell, for yeah, sure, for go sure. Go back to some episode where we talk about blobs. <laughs> yeah, forget about that. We've, we've spoken about blobs in a few episodes. I love blobs. Okay. We love blobs. They're so weird. All right, well, that's all I have, babe. What do you got? I have a story that I was like, what the fuck? I like And I think kinds. I could have researched for many more hours, and it would have been a many more pages. Uh, but maybe I will include some more research when I post it on our website, youmeanapoltergeist.com, where we've got the Paranormal Encyclopedia that Paranormal I am... Encyclopedia. Thank you, Brayden, that I am building with the help of Brayden's documents that he has yet to send me. Brayden's documents. <laughs> hey, you'll get them eventually. Hey, you'll get them eventually. You'll get your rent eventually, ma'am. Ow, my big toe. We've got this like thing going on. I don't know where it came from. Where did it come from, Brayden? I don't uh, know. There's this weird spoof movie called Kung F- Kung Pao. I think I know what one you're talking it's about. Where this this group of like 
American white guys bought the rights to a classic kung fu kung fu kung fu movie and then like superimposed their actor dude's head onto like the main guy and like put him in green mm. screen into the movie mm-hmm. and then like did dubs over all the voices mm. and uh, one of the guys is talking about the lead villain and he's like you better be careful, otherwise he'll cut off your big toe. <laughs> and now, whenever I hurt my big toe, I say, ow, my big toe. Like or that. just, like, whenever we hurt a part of our body. <laughs> yeah, even like, if we oh, bump our, like, elbow. Toe. Oh, my big toe. I don't know. It's a weird joke. But it's our joke. I did just... Well, it's everyone's joke no. now. They've all heard it. No. Uh, I did I just actually bump my toe that I think yeah, maybe did. fractured. So. <laughs> Is it still swollen? No, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> it's not. It's, you can it's move like, it. Yeah, it's like kind of fat, but my toes are pretty fat. You've got just good feet for swimming. <laughs> Flipper feet. All right. What are you talking about? <laughs> um. Yeah, anyway. So I was like, you know what? I want to talk about a haunted house. So I just typed in haunted house. <laughs> nice. <laughs> on Ranker. No, I put in most haunted house on Ranker. And the first thing that popped up was this paranormal group went to investigate this house in England. Yeah. And some crazy shit happened. Gee whiz. And they caught it on video. Oh. And the video is still out there online. Oh. Tell us about it. So it was... Uh, so the the place I'm talking about is the Cage of St. Osseth. In um, Essex, England. So in December 2017, on the 2nd of December, this um, ghost hunting group called, or ghost investigators, paranormal investigators, called Ghost Hunt UK, um, went to the cage, obviously, to do some investigating. They, They initially went there with, like, just basic equipment. Mm. So just, like, your EMF readers and CCTV cameras to just film. This was just, like, a let's just go here, just, like, check out the vibe and see if we want to investigate further. Right. So this is just them checking out the vibe. Oh. They didn't even delve too deep into it. They haven't even gone back. Oh, yeah, well... I don't blame them. I yeah, I was like, this is enough evidence you ever need of a place being haunted. So, they had a volunteer join their group. Her name hasn't been disclosed. She's just known as Debbie. Um, so, she was just volunteering with the group in their investigation. When she became possessed oh. by a witch ghost. Okay. So this place used to be a prison back in the 1500s, a prison for women who have been accused as witches. Oh, no. So you can only imagine that when someone goes <laughs> accused, falsely accused of, a, of being a witch and they die there, they're going to be a bit fucking angry and their spirit's going to be very... Absolutely. What's the word? Malevolent? Malevolent Malevolent is what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The most well-known case is of Ursula Kemp, who was obviously held in prison for being a witch and executed in 1582. Mm. So there's also an alley to the place where they would take the bodies 
and dump them at night oh. of the dead women, dead witches. They dump the dead witches in an alley. Yeah. Insane. So before I get into Debbie, there the woman who owns it currently, Vanessa Mitchell, left the house in 2012 because she saw a shadowy figure standing over her baby in the middle of the night. Oh, no. Yeah. She's like, no, not doing that. We gots to go. She's like, I fear for my child's safety from the paranormal. Not doing that. Let's not go there. So she also claimed that she was physically assaulted by a presence in the house. Ooh. Um, her security cameras would catch a goat-like thing, creature, walking upright around the home in the oh, middle of the night. Oh, please. We move all know. Away. <laughs> we all know what a goat-like creature means when it comes to demonic spirits. Yeah. The devil. Yeah, you'd got to go. Saint Lucifer. Yeah. Not so much saint. <laughs> no no saint. It's not a saint. <laughs> Unless you watch Lucifer the TV series and you're kind of like, "Oh, he's hot." Go there. <laughs> okay, if the devil wasn't a goat and he was like really hot, yeah. No. Yeah. It's the devil. That's all right. We're all going to hell. Okay, so the the final straw was when Vanessa felt that the spirits in the house were more attracted to the child, and yeah, she just wanted to take the child away from all the paranormal shit going on, and she. Um, still goes and shows the house to like people that want to stay there and investigative teams, but she flat out refuses to be there at night. As uh, soon as it starts getting dark, she's like, I'm out of here. She eats yeah. the fuck out of there. She's like, nope, not doing it. She can't sell a house. She can't sell it. Why can't she sell it? Because it's the most haunted house in England. Why doesn't someone else want to buy that? Because it's the most haunted house in England. I feel like there's crazy kooky people that'd be like, yes. Yeah, us. I don't want to buy it. Oh, okay. Well, me then. Yeah, you just said how much you want to fuck Satan. <laughs> I d- hey, if, if he was a hot guy oh, and he's a goat. <laughs> but it appears that everyone who goes to the house has some kind of an experience. Oh, so, in 2013, a photographer, Ron Bowers, said he snapped a pic of some spooky spirits. Um, the beings looked as if they were made of smoke, and Bowers has been working on a documentary of the home ever since, but he had to take a break because the paranormal activity became too much for him. Huh. He compla- He claims... He saw something so scary in the house, still gives him nightmares. And this is his statement. I'm not a religious man, and yet I go to bed every night clutching a crucifix for my own safety. After a few days, I got to learn the natural noises of the house. Now the non-natural keep me awake at night. Oh. What are you doing, Mr. Bowers? Right? You give me goosebumps with your words. So... A few people have, so you know how I said that they used to take the dead bodies out the alley? Yeah. A few people have had hauntings out 
in the alley. They've experienced something. So there was a photo taken where it was like a in the alley um, where it's like a, a spirit carrying its body or a spirit carrying a body and the street lights kind of go like so you move a camera and the oh, lights yeah. go funny they go around the bodies whoa the spirits cool yeah who took that photo it was a Greg. paranormal investigator chris holton so in 2016 he took the picture of a ghostly figure contorting its body sorry in the alley as the street lights bent around it. So Holton believes that the photo is some sort of like residual haunting oh. from that time ago of right. like them walking down with the bodies and I shit see. like that. Yeah. yeah cool. So like it's not necessarily something's going to attack you in there, but there's just a residual haunting happening there. Like a replay of history. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. So, during the investigation with the Ghost Hunt UK team, it was about 3am, otherwise known as the Devil's Hour, am I right? Fun. (laughs) When it was the exact moment when Debbie was supposedly possessed on camera. So, they're all standing in this circle. Um, Can't quite... I didn't. I don't think I even had the volume up. I was like, I couldn't quite hear what they were saying. I don't think I had the volume up. But you didn't like, want to hear what they were saying. <laughs> I really didn't. But they were just, you know, and this is um just like iPhone seven quality. You know, twenty seventeen. They put it up there, and they they put that camera up there as a hidden one. Like the volunteers didn't know that the yeah. camera was there. So what they caught was Debbie's fa- that yeah they're all in a circle around this table they all had their hands on the table um what they caught was her face contorting yeah and it was like this weird creepy drawn back smile her nose physically changed to like the classic witch's nose that you wow. see like where it comes out really long and kind of hooks over and then at the same time her fingers, like, extend, like, grow. She was turning into a hag. Literally. Like a witch hag. But this is all in, like, a matter of seconds. So her fingers have, like, Creepy. grown. And then her face kind of goes back to normal. Her nose is still a little bit long. She is described as normally having a short, straight nose. So, like, her nose has completely changed. Yeah. And she looks at the camera that's hidden that no one else knew about besides the investigator... And then walks out of the room. Oh. And then she was uh, apparently felt like she was burning all over and ripped off her clothes. And she had marks up and down her back that were like the size of human hand scratches. But no one standing behind her in the video. Wow. No one. That's fucked. So fucked. Oh my God. Yeah. Um... So, Brad Mack is the guy from Ghost Hunt UK, and he wrote about his um, haunting events in the cage. He wrote about her nose, like, he he described her nose being, like, a regular straight and short nose, um, and how it became elongated in the video and stuff like that. 
before any of that even happened, though, so when they entered the home, again, they just had your regular EMF reader, nothing fancy. The team automatically started um, having experiences like blinking lights, strange sounds, and odd electro electronic signals. Oh, okay. So the estate agent, Lawrence Anthony, said the cage has been investigated many times by paranormal groups and a high level of paranormal activity has always been recorded here. So after the investigation ended, there were more questions than there were any answers. Mm. And Brad Mack wondered if a spirit had only passed through Debbie or if she would become a witch after her run-in with the demon. So they're worried now that she has contracted witch, yes, witchiness. Because because she'd been physically touched and she had all of those marks on her, and there's so much paranormal energy in that place. Could she have been a beacon? Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, like that's insane. Paranormal beacon. So after the supposed possession. Debbie had a few sleepless nights and a series of odd occurrences around her ha- around her house. But apparently the paranormal activity has settled down and she's okay. Okay. So maybe it was just like night terrors or right. residual energy. Yeah. Or it's all just sucked inside of her. <laughs> maybe. Okay, so obviously there's been speculation of it being a hoax video that, you know, because it was recorded on such a low quality camera and in sevens and night vision that it may have been um you know just the distortion of the video right but i watched it over and over and it gave me creepy chills but i watched the other people's there's two other people faces you can see quite clearly and they don't change when hers changes oh really like there's no other room distortion her, none of the rest of her body gets distorted. And, like, there is speculation that there may have been after effects. Yeah. Like, used on it. But I don't, I just don't believe it. I believe that it actually is... A creepy occurrence. A creepy occurrence caught on camera. Well, we'll have to share that in the links down below. Go have a look. Yeah. And that, watch and tell us what you think. It's insane. So, you can find... Uh, the only place I could find the video on was the... Um, on the 13thfloor.tv. Oh, 13th Floor is a good website. And the post title was, Was this ha- was this haunted house visitor possessed by a witch's ghost on camera? So cool. So that's all I've got for the cage, but creepy place. You can go and stay there. Just have to chat to Vanessa and she'll be like, <laughs> why? Okay. Yeah. Give no, me money. No, thanks. <laughs> So that sounds horrible, right? Uh, yeah, I'll pass forever. <laughs> well, dang, uh, that seems like it's all we have time for today, doesn't it, babe? Yes, that's all we have time for today. Uh, where can the people go and find all our things? I've said it once, I've said it twice, I've said it thrice. I'm gonna say it a quad time, <laughs> a quice, a quice time. <laughs> You mean a poltergeist.com. Go ahead, check us out. We are there. You can look at all of our episodes, Instagram posts, YouTube videos, which are just the episodes, by the way. (laughs) 
We've got the Paranormal Encyclopedia there. We've got a little bit of an about section if you want to see what our faces look like. Our faces are also in there, although I'm going blonde now, so don't believe the hair color that you see on me. And also, if you want to submit a story of your own for discussion on the podcast, you can at youmeanapoltergeist.com. How cool is that? How cool is that? Or if you just don't want to go through that process, you can still just submit it at youmeanapoltergeist at gmail.com. Let me finish talking. Yumi and a poltergeist at gmail.com. Yumi and a poltergeist. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm me tired. Too. Okay, well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Don't forget. Exercise regularly. Farewell. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.